seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Friday the 13th. You may only see it once, but that will be enough. Friday the 13th, rated R. There's a Quentin Tarantino quote, uh, which goes something like, a story or in a film should unravel, and you shouldn't be able to tell what happens, you know, in the first 30 minutes, the first hour. Every scene or every chapter or every act should, you know, subvert your expectations and should, you know... I think that Friday the 13th, is a movie that is just that quote, right? They took that quote to heart, despite that coming out before the quote, whatever, right? They figuratively took it to heart because this film just unravels the entire time. There's nothing but unravel. It's like, if you've ever played that Christmas game where you pass a parcel and like sometimes it stops you like tear down a layer of the of the box or whatever and then you pass it on and then you go around until someone finally tears open the final layer this movie never tears open the final layer this movie is the kid that got left behind while playing that game that never won and does not understand how it goes right this is a a fan this is like one of those like uh student films or fan films where they're just making a movie and they're just coming up with it on the fly they have no idea what's going to happen in 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 the next scene they're sort of it's sort of like uh on iron man the script like wasn't ever ready or ever like usable so they sort of improvised all the time but there was sort of a general outline of the story this was like just improvisation this was improvisation the script just said and then they do something and then they do something else and then they say something and then there's tits. Or, okay, this movie actually doesn't really have tits. It's just like, and then there'll, there'll be, there's some, some, you know, some, some, uh, degenerate scene about them going skinny dipping or whatever, right? Because that's what Friday the 13th is. If Halloween is the sort of, you know, peak of, like, horror, and it's like this, like, very, very esteemed franchise... And Nightmare on Elm Street is this sort of like kind of like like barely psychological, more like sort of like crazy, you know, the way the Evil Dead's kind of crazy. And if Scream is this whole like, oh, uh, you know, we're we're making fun of the genre and we're we're doing all that. Friday the Thirteenth. Some of them, some of them future movies are, or not future, but I mean like the later movies are literally directed by porn directors. Because this franchise is just Halloween if John Carpenter just was horny when he was making it. This first movie isn't so much that, but I know the rest are. So this is sort of, I can see the roots of that, right? And there is a uh, lot of this that I like. For instance, the atmosphere. I think that genuinely this film has a better atmosphere than Halloween 4, which some proclaim to have like an incredible atmosphere. Halloween 4 feels like it's just becoming autumn right it's not it's not like orange enough it's not like dark enough 
it's sort of just like uh, a rural town in late August, early September, right? If you're going to go the Halloween route, then go full Halloween. Go pumpkins, go orange and yellow and red leaves. Go mud, a lot of mud. Go in dark blue navy skies, you know, uh, yellow moons and yellow stars. Do all that. Or alternatively, do what Friday the 13th did and do a, a, a oh my god, what's, what's it called? Slasher summer, right? Summer horror. Summer horror is fantastic. Summer horror is like Stranger Things, right? This is basically the same sort of vibe as Stranger Things, where it's, I, I've never really watched Stranger Things, but I do, I've, I've seen a few episodes and I do understand the sort of, what it's, what the sort of vibe is, right? What the sort of aesthetic is. This is the perfect aesthetic. I think that this has the best of any horror film that I've watched in this marathon so far, right? I just love the way it looks. It's it's bright, but it's sort of hauntingly bright. It's sort of too perfect. It you know it has that feeling of like these teens or these like uh, young adults have thrown away all responsibility and they're just having a good time. They're just going wild. They're just being debaucherous and they're being degenerate and they're you know playing a strip monopoly, which I'm not quite sure how that works. Why would you want, if you're going to play a strip game, why would you pick Monopoly? But seriously though, why would you pick Monopoly? Because Monopoly is not a, a, a fast game. Like you're playing a long-term five-hour strategy to undress the person next to you. That is what strip Monopoly is and that is what they play. And they never get to the end. What a surprise because it takes fucking hours. And also there's a killer on the loose. And obviously spoilers ahead for the, I mean... This has been sort of spoilery, but, like, not really. Like, I haven't really revealed any, like, big plot points. Now it starts, right? So, click off if you're scared of that, or you, or this first five minutes has convinced you that you should watch the film. And then come back. Anyway. So, three, two, one, spoilers. There's a murder mystery element to this film, right? Obviously, someone's killing people, uh... And, you know, we don't know who it is, right? And the greatest example of this movie, not knowing what it's doing, as it's, like, it's sort of, this movie is sort of discovering its own story as it's going, right? It doesn't seem like there's a clear direction it's going. That's why I call it, like, a like a student film, where it's, like, it's not been very well planned out, right? It feels like there's no script. Because there's a murder mystery element. Who's killing all these people, you know? There's a lot of POV shots, a lot of stalking, and there's obviously the trend, which is in basically every murder mystery, where there's a POV shot of the killer, and one of the characters that we know goes, oh, it's you, what are you doing here? And then they get stabbed, right? It happens all the time. It's not a new thing. But this movie does something really strange, where the killer of the murder mystery is a character that we've never been introduced to. Right, so there's like there's about like what like six campers or something, six six uh, you know camp counselors, and then one like the camp owner, and then the, a police officer stops by for a kind of suspicious like two minutes, and then goes off. There's crazy Ralph, who's this like crazy guy that's like a like a 
he sort of like says like, oh, you're all doomed, but in a more crazy voice that I'm not going to impersonate because I don't even remember how he says it. The point is that he's like, he's like foreshadowing all the bad stuff, right? Then there's some strange characters like the driver at the beginning who, who, who stares at the, the counselor a little weirdly, if you know, you know. Um, and then obviously you can suspect the actual counselors. But no, last like 20 minutes, not even that, last 15 including credits they're just like hey here's Pamela Voorhees she's a, a famous uh, she's not a famous but she's like a known woman in this area she's the killer and the reason is because 15 years ago her son drowned right and they do foreshadow the drowning like pe people do throughout the movie go like oh two people were killed like oh, oh no a guy drowned and then two people were killed and they never found the body so you know, but it's not quite enough foreshadowing for me to go, oh yeah, this was greatly planned, it's sort of, it's sort of like, uh, as soon as they came up with like a good idea, they were like, let's put that in the beginning, so it looks like we're smart, right, but it's not well explored, and if Pamela was maybe the camp owner, or if she was the doom worshipper, not doom worshipper, but doom sayer doom foreshadower you know if she was sort of in there for maybe a little bit longer maybe she maybe maybe they were trying to be debaucherous and trying to play strip monopoly and she was like sort of like no don't do it let's get back to work that'd be interesting because then obviously uh you know we could we could have this whole thing about like she's trying to keep it rigid and that sort of aligns with her beliefs and whatever I guess if her beliefs are rigid, whatever. I'm really waffling. The point is that she's not well introduced and she's just not present in in the entire film. And then also what we were laughing about, me and my family, when we were watching, when she's like not shown yet as the killer, she's sort of, I mean, the, the killer is shown to be like sort of like strong and like fast and like planned and calculated and whatever, right? But as soon as she's revealed, she's like falling all over the place. She's she's struggling to pick up a knife. She's you know, she's dropping things. She's too weak to do this, to do that. So it's it's just kind of strange how as soon as we see her, she's sort of depowered. Whereas in like Halloween, as soon as we see Michael Myers, he becomes like more powered. You know, like in Halloween too, right? But yeah, this is the origin of uh, Jason. And despite the fact that I knew that Jason was in this film, because I sort of knew the spoilers of this film, I just wanted to watch it because I never have. Uh, plus, it's a Halloween movie and I'm doing a marathon, so obviously, got to watch as many Halloween movies as I can. Or, like, horror movies as I can. It still scared me, the final Jason jump scare. Jason jump scare, that's a new term. Say that five times real quick. Jason jump scare, Jason jump scare, Jason jump scare, Jason, Jason jump scare, Jason jump scare. Okay, there you go. Are you guys happy? Are you gonna send me money now? Is this was this worth? See, my voice is already going. Was this worth your time? Anyway, I would give this movie probably like a seven point two, purely because I love the aesthetic. I like the music. I like the sort of yeah, I just like the vibe of it. Basically, I am not I'm that keen on the story. I do love a good murder mystery, like Halloween Party. You know, the Poirot. Uh, Agatha Christie's Poirot, uh, that's good, I might review one of those, 
maybe like haunting and but no i'm not going to review haunting in venice because that's not halloween that's not the true halloween party anyway so it's like a 7.2 i like the aesthetics i like the whole feeling of it but i don't really like the story and i feel like it's just gonna get worse from here i do like jason lives right that's my favorite one i recently got a poster for that so that's cool but yeah that's pretty much my review 7.2 i hope that this review made sense to you i hope that it at least made you laugh or think maybe a little bit differently about this movie or about whatever it presents you know maybe this has convinced you to watch the movie which would be the ideal because we need to bring back uh, big movies anyway after covid and everything anyway that was kind of deep for some reason uh bye